Amen. I'd like to welcome you to our service. And just as a way of reminder, I'd like to remind you that the, all our messages are pre-recorded and then aired at the time that they're being preached. And to make sure that you have access to those. And we thank you for your presence. And please pray for us as we pray for you. And again, we thank God that you tune in and listen to these messages. And uh, just want you to know we care for you. We love you and we're praying for you. No matter where you are, we have people that tune in all over, from all over the place. And, uh, and uh, all over the world and all over the United States. And we just thank God for you. And uh, we pray that God bless you and help you. And, and if you'd like to find your place in 1 John chapter 5. 1 John chapter 5. And the title of the message is, What Does God Want You to Know? Uh, I, I, you, you can know a lot of things. Uh, you, I mean, you can know everything about a car. You can know everything about a certain truck. You can know everything about a certain ball team, a ball player, all the stats and everything that goes along with it, how much money they make, how many hairs are, you know, uh, on their face and all these kind of things. But none of these things can really help you in this life. Uh, it's knowledge, but sometimes I like to call that stuff useless knowledge and things that we don't have to know, but there are some things that God wants you and me to know. And you don't want to miss that because if you miss what God wants you to know in this life, uh, it will have an eternal consequence. Uh, you see, a math teacher wants you to know about math. Uh, they want to make sure that you know how to do math. Uh, an English teacher wants you to know how to speak and how to read and how to write in the English language. Uh, a history teacher wants you to know uh, about history historical facts. Uh, a driving instructor, want, instructor uh, wants to teach you about driving safely here on the roads of Myrtle Beach and you need that around here. You need defensive driving skills to, to be around here and all these things are good and all these things are necessary but they'll only help you in this life. Uh, you see God wants every person to know something that will change your life uh, and not only give you hope for now but for all eternity. And that's something you do not want to miss out on. Uh, you see math and English and, and history and even driver's education will help you in this life uh, but none of those things can change your life. Uh, they cannot give you the hope that you have uh, that God can give you. I can learn a lot of things uh, but I don't want to miss out on what God wants me to know. You go to school to learn what society deems necessary for you to know. But you go to church uh, to learn about what God wants you to know. You can survive without knowing much about math. You can survive about not knowing much about English and history, but you cannot survive uh, without knowing what God wants uh, for you to know. Uh, you know, a, a teacher can teach a lesson in a classroom. There'll be 20 students and the teacher will say there's a test on Friday and this is the lesson that you're going to be tested on. And that teacher can assign them some homework assignments. That teacher can teach the lesson and give every answer to that test uh, through the lesson that she teaches or he teaches. Uh, but you know, it's amazing that out of the 20 students, 15 will pass the test and 5 will fail it. Why is that? They all heard the same lesson. But right here's the difference. They did not learn the lesson. The five that failed, they failed to learn what was being taught. How many adults will spend years in church 
but they've never learned what God wants for them to know. Hey, it's not that the lessons haven't been taught. It's not that the pre they've not heard the preaching. They've just not applied what they've heard to their heart. You know, when it comes to salvation and forgiveness of sins, uh, hey, if you fail to learn what God wants you to know, uh, then you will fail for all eternity. In 1 John chapter 5, let's start reading, and God's going to tell us what He wants us to know. He says, He that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in himself. He that believeth not God hath made him a liar, because he believeth not the record that God gave of his Son. And this is the record that God hath given to us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. He that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God that ye may know that ye have eternal life and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. And this is the confidence that we have in Him that if we ask anything according to His will, He heareth us. And if we know that He hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of Him. If any man see his brother sin a sin which is not unto death, he shall ask and he shall give him life for them that sin not unto death. There is a sin unto death. I do not say that he shall pray for it. All unrighteousness is sin and there is a sin not unto death. We know that whatsoever is born of God sinneth not. But he that is begotten of God keepeth himself and that wicked one toucheth him not. And we know that we are of God, and the whole world lieth in wickedness. And we know that the Son of God is come, and hath given us an understanding, that we may know Him that is true, and we are in Him that is true, even in His Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. Little children, keep yourselves from idols. Amen. Oh, the first thing that God wants you and I to know is that you and I are sinners. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. In verse 17, God says, All unrighteousness is sin. You see, God is righteous. That means God is without sin. That means God is right. So everything that goes against God and His Word is unrighteous righteousness which is sin. The Bible says we're all born a sinner. Last week uh, I, I had a kidney stone and, uh, and uh, this is a stone right here. I, I've got it right here and it's quite a big stone there and, and uh, it forms in your kidneys and you don't know that it's there. You don't realize that that stone is developing inside of your kidneys. It, it hasn't bothered you yet. It, it's there but you have no idea because up until last week I had no idea that that stone was being developed inside my body. I had no idea that that stone was there but yet it was in my body and on last Wednesday it started moving and for four days this stone caused me pain in my body and 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 but once it came out uh, uh, 
the pain was gone. I had instant relief. Uh, and can I just say, just like I didn't know this kidney stone was inside my body until it actually started moving and causing me pain and revealed itself there that it was there. Hey, I, I, I didn't know it was there. It's just like sin. Hey, sin, we're all born sinners. Sin is in us. And uh, we don't know what's there until it's revealed, uh, until you tell that lie, until you disobey. Then you realize, wait a minute, uh, there's sin. There's consequences for sin. And you begin to feel the pain of that sin. Even though it's always been there, it didn't come up to the surface there, if you would. And I tell you, and you, and you won't get any relief until that sin is forgiven. In our verses, God says that if you don't believe that Jesus is the Son of God and that He died for your sins and that He's the only way for you to have the forgiveness of sin and have everlasting life, the Bible says these are things you ought to know that you're calling God a liar and the truth is not in you. Yes, you may be at church, but the truth's not in you if you've not believed that Jesus is the Son of God and that He died for your sins. Our verses clearly tell us that all have sinned and the only thing that separates one sinner from another sinner is whether or not they've believed in Jesus as their Savior. In verse 12 it says, He that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. You see, you're either saved or you're not saved and that's what God wants you to know. And you get saved by trusting Jesus Christ as your Savior. God wants everyone to know that they are sinners. The second thing that God wants everyone to know is that you don't have to die in your sins. Because of our sins, we are all under the condemnation of sin. The Bible says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. That word wages means a paycheck. That's something that you earn yourself. I earn my paycheck for sin, which is death, to spend an eternity in hell. But the gift of God, there's a big difference between earning something and receiving a gift, is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. You see, God wants everyone to know that Jesus died on the cross and He took their sin in His body and paid the wage of that sin. Just like that kidney stone was inside my body. Hey, I didn't know it was there until it started moving and then I felt the consequences and the pain of that. And I didn't get any relief until it was out of me. Jesus took my sin and He put it in His body and He suffered the pain for me. He suffered for me. He died for me. He took my place so that I could be set free. God wants everyone to know that Jesus died on the cross and paid your sin debt. The third thing that God wants everyone to know is that God answers our prayers. In 1 John 5, 14, it says, and this is the confidence that we have in Him that if we ask anything according to his will, Understand, underline that, His will, He heareth us. 
And if we know that He hear us whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of Him. You see, God will hear anybody that calls out to Him to be saved. I believe in whosoever will. Amen. We are not Calvinists here. We believe that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How do you know, though, that God hears your prayer to get saved? How do we know that? If we ask anything in God's will, the Bible says that He hears us. Is it God's will for you to be saved? Absolutely. The Bible says in 1 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 4, who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of truth. That's why we know that God hears us when we pray to Him to save us because it's His will for everyone to be saved. In verse 4, it says that God wants all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of truth. What is truth? What is truth? Truth is I'm a sinner. I've broken God's laws. I deserve the wages of my sin, which is death. But here's the second part of that truth. But God has given me a gift. In verse 6 here, it says, Who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. Jesus gave himself a ransom for all people. That means he paid our sin debt. I have to receive that gift of salvation for myself. God hears us when we call out to be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. But once we're saved, God wants us to ask for things that He wants for us according to His will. God will not hear our prayers if we're asking for things that are not right for us. It's just if I was to ask a five-year-old or a six-year-old and say, uh, hey, are you praying that, are you pray, have you been praying for God to give you a car to drive? There's nothing wrong with a car. But if you can't drive and you're still 10, 15 years away uh, from, from, from having a driver's license, then it's not right for you to pray for a car. You don't need that car. You can ask that same six, seven, eight-year-old, say, hey, are you praying to get married? <laughs> And they're going to say, no, not at all. I hadn't even entered my mind. So therefore, you understand, if that eight-year-old is praying to get married, that'd be wrong. God's not going to hear those prayers. How about this one? Lord, as a seven or eight-year-old boy or young lady could pray this, Lord, would you help me do good in school? Would you help me apply myself and do my very best? Is that praying in the will of God? Absolutely. 2 Timothy 2.15 says, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. If you're going to rightly divide the word of truth, then you need to learn how to read and write. You need to learn how to understand this English language so that you can rightly divide the word of truth. How about this one? Lord, help me to obey my parents and those that are authority. Is that asking in the will of God? Absolutely. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 1 says, Children, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. 
Honor thy father and thy mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee and thou mayest live long on the earth. Uh, you see, God wants children to obey their parents. So that's all right to pray and ask God to help you do that. How about this one? Lord, would you help me with my finances? This is more for adults. Would you help me with my finances? Is that praying in the will of God? Absolutely. Turn to Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. If a young person is uh, looking to get married and it's just going to be him and his wife there, just the two of them, and, and they, maybe they're 20 years old, 21 years old, and man, he, he's got these great dreams. You know, I, I'd like to have a four-bedroom house, four-bathroom, four-car garage, about four acres there to live on, and, and a big swimming pool and all these things. Uh, that, that, now, look, there's nothing wrong with that, right? There, there's nothing wrong with, 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 with thinking like that. And they, but, but the problem is, if you start praying, God, I need a four-bedroom house, a four-bathroom, and there's just two of them in the house. Do they really need that? Do they really need that? God's not going to hear those prayers because that young man should be thinking about his wife's need. What, what do we need? And then we ask God to supply those needs. How about this one? And this is for young people or adults alike. Lord, help me be faithful to church. Help me be faithful to obey you in this matter of the tithe, to be a witness, to read my Bible, to pray. You know, in Daniel 6, 4, it says this, Then the presidents and princes sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could find none occasion nor fault. For as much as he was faithful, neither was there any error or fault found in him. You see, God expects us to be faithful in every area of our life, whether it's in business or it's in our spiritual life. And 1 Corinthians 4, 2 says, Moreover, it's required in stewards that a man be found faithful. So is that praying in the will of God when we ask God to help us to be faithful to do what God expects us to do. God wants us to be good stewards of our spiritual life just as much as He does our business life. You know, God wants us to know things. He wants us to know that we're all sinners. We all need a Savior. He wants us to know that God provided that Savior and God hears our prayer to be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. God hears our prayers when we ask for things that's according to His will. Are you praying for what's really important in the eyes of God? Lord, help me to be a better witness. Lord, help me to do more for you. If you're not saved today, have you accepted the truth about your condition? About who God is and what God has done for you? Have you received the gift of salvation if you was to call on the name of the Lord today and be saved, I tell you, God will save you today based on His Word. Maybe you're saved, but you've been praying for the wrong things in this life. Your, your focus is on temporal things instead of eternal things. Would you get back in line in the will of God and start praying in the will of God? You'll see your prayers get answered that way. Maybe you haven't been praying at all. Maybe you've just quit. 
Maybe you just said, what's the use? You know, que sera, sera. You know, it's just, it's just going to happen. No, God says to pray in His will. Is what you're asking for in line with the will of God for your life? And that's so important because God hears those prayers. God hears those. Do you want to be more faithful? Do you want to do more for Him? Do you want to obey His Word? Then ask God to help you with that. And He'll do that.